Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Sam Young. Uh, Sam, let's just start by giving everybody an intro, a little bit of background, uh, maybe a bit of your story, uh, and we'll jump into it. Yeah, awesome. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on, Glenn. So uh, for those that don't know me, my name's Sam Young, and I'm originally from London, Ontario. So shout out to my friends back home in London. But honestly, when I was in London, I wasn't really that interested in real estate. And I kind of started learning about it by accident. So I started working with a few companies that were teaching real estate investing. And I was more like the operation guy and the marketing guy. And I was kind of like, huh, this, this real estate stuff seems a... Uh, <laughs> pretty smart. Seems like a good place to put your money, but I didn't really have a passion for it. My passion's always been music and producing music and DJing and playing guitar. So as a creative coming into something very, uh, very different world as real estate, I was like, it makes sense, but it's not really getting me excited. So yeah. long story short, I met a girl, she was American and ended up traveling probably about three months into the pandemic just to make it work. Yeah. And we started traveling through different parts of the States. So California, Texas, Florida, uh, Arizona, down in Mexico. So we spent time in Playa de Carmen, Tulum, uh, Cancun. And that's when I started like seeing some really cool properties. I was like, oh, this is like really cool. Like I could see yeah. this property being on like MTV Cribs. And <laughs> I just, it just like kind of like triggered something in my mind that didn't really come into uh, fruition until really last year. But I was like, well, maybe we could do some like vacation rentals in these spots that I really like. And then at least I wouldn't have to pay an Airbnb host, a ridiculous amount of money so we yeah. ended up uh you know traveling for about a year and then picking a home base which was florida so we found a property there that we thought was really cool and at the same time my girlfriend was hosting events teaching private equity investing yeah so we're like cool well let's not pay airbnb hosts you know $5,000 a month in Austin, Texas to live in someone's closet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then let's also not play, uh, pay a venue, you know, 5,000 to, you know, rent that space. Let's find a house that is close to the airport. Uh, there's no snow because, you know, can't have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, let's make sure it's big enough where we can, you know, host our events in. And we ended up finding the perfect spot. And we got a, a really good deal closed on that. We ended up hosting, I think the first event, like a month after, it was, I think it was under a month of getting the property. So, you know, we're trying to move for furniture from California, didn't show up. So we're like, you know, working around the clock to get this property set up. But sure enough, you know, we got the event uh, and everything, everything went very well. And then, we, you know, spent the next couple of months trying to set up the furniture around the property. And then uh, by Christmas time, we were invited to stay over at some friends in Los Angeles for Christmas. Yeah. So 
we're like, well, why don't we just try to rent the, the space out on Airbnb? Um, it's not set up yet, but let's just, you know, spend a day, decorate it, uh, take some pictures and try to rent it out as is. Yeah. And uh, to my surprise, that's when I learned, oh, wow, that the, the amount of money you can attract to a vacation rental in South Florida is unlike anything I've ever seen in Ontario. I did have an Airbnb that I tried in Ontario, big failure. Um, here, we were able to get up to $1,000 a night. And Whoa. I was like, I was like, come on now. Like, <laughs> we're just putting it on Airbnb. We took some pictures of our phone. Uh, property's not set up yet. Someone booked it for, for uh, New Year's. And they're having a, a wedding pro, a party. They're from Jordan. They don't drink. And I think it was actually like 1200 a night. So that's yeah. when things really, really clicked. And then I was like, okay, this is like real estate works different in the States. And at the same time, like I've been learning about, you know, real estate in the States, but that was the first time I saw it like in my face, you know, undeniable fact, like, oh man. A lot of our Canadian friends should really start looking down here. And just because it's about 20% more of learning and 20% more of just like setting up some other things that they're not used to, there's a big opportunity. And I think uh, most people, if they find the right deal, they can make, it'd be really worth their time. And then, you know, I won't rant on and on and on here, but then uh, we decided just to keep, you know, booking the place as, people kept booking it and, and it, it, things didn't really start slowing down until the, the summer. And we kind of came up a different strategy to combat that. But, you know, we're renting the place for 800 to $1,200 a night. Um, pretty much as often as we weren't there, there was a couple of days we didn't have it rented, but it's a pretty big place and there's some turnaround time. We're still trying to figure out like how, how like this property functions. So, then I had a really interesting experience. So in some of the pictures, my, my DJ equipment was set up and we had a, a music producer. Um, I won't give out too much information because I think it's easy to track him down. And I don't know if he wants me sharing this, but uh, he booked the place and he's like, I love the vibe of it. It's like the only place we really found that like, looks like someone who you know, cares about music lives there. And he came down, his manager came in early, set up a studio in our house and he sent me a picture of it. And I was like, oh, that's, what, that's when the real light bulb came up. I'm like, I'm a music guy um, who gets excited about you know, traveling and real estate, but I should be setting up vacation rentals for music professionals. Oh, so uh, this, this year we kind of you know, changed the direction and we're only really focused on uh, finding in, in, inspiring spaces for, you know, vacation rental, but, you know, having like an industry standard studio already set up, ready to go, they can show up and just kind of get down to work. And for me, that's when like, it's not even about real estate anymore. It's about like, oh, cool. Can I host like a cool, uh, cool guest and maybe get like some good contacts to get like my music out there and oh, all yeah. that stuff. So that's kind of like, you know, my, my story from, you know, where I started, not really knowing anything about real estate or what's it about. And then going to a place where it's like, oh, we're going to be doing real estate 
like forever now. <laughs> so I got some questions. I actually made a whole sure. list of questions based on that. So you're getting like a $1,200 a day, at least on the, like the weekends. Um, I, I, I didn't ask, but, um, so you got a high price, like what, uh, if you don't mind me asking, like what location, what kind of size of house do you have to have to get something like that? Yeah. So we're in a market just outside of Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And keep in mind, this is a property we do live in part-time. So yeah. the biggest like reason why we got into it was like, we're traveling full-time and paying other people a ridiculous amount of money and, you know, paying for an event rental every couple months. Yeah. So just for us, our only goal was like, can we just like break even on the, the, like the monthly payments. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's just outside of Fort Lauderdale and we picked that because it's 20 minutes from the airport because we do travel quite a bit. So for that was key. We also wanted a property on the water, but you know, beachfront is just ridiculous. So we found um, a property just on the canal. And what I didn't even realize is there's like manatees that swim up to the dock. I felt like fainted because I went out <laughs> for my morning coffee one day and I'm like, what is this like sea elephant floating towards me? And that's when I first encounter of a manatee. And then really the property, it's um it's on about just like a 0.4 acre lot and we have a decent backyard but the backyard isn't as big as the front yard so there's like a massive front yard we got dogs that like running around there and and all that stuff but we have a nice like pool in the back backyard um a little dock you can pull up a, a boat i don't have a boat i don't know how to drive a boat so there there you go um and it's uh it's a, it's basically, you know, you're, you could be down in Fort Lauderdale in 10, 15 minutes, Miami in about 45, unless you get stuck in traffic, which happens a lot, by the way. Um, if it rains, like just, just don't even try <laughs> if you liked it. Um, and then, yeah. So the actual property itself, it's about uh, just over like 3,500 square feet. So it's a big property. Yeah. Uh, but keep in mind, like one of the rooms is a big place for events and it's only a three bedroom house. So we have a good master bedroom, two other guest rooms. And really the focal point of the house is that big room for events. And I suspect that like a nightclub owner owned it before us. And it's not a good, like you wouldn't really find like a typical family buying this, this, this property, but for people like us, it was, it was perfect. So it wasn't really, you know, I found it on, on a, I think I found it on Zillow and I, it was like the only property that wasn't selling. So I figured, well, there must be a reason for that. Yeah. I really like the property, but I'm not like most people. So, um, right in the, the main event room, there's actually like, uh, like lighting scaffolding and stuff. So you can have like, disco balls and cool lighting and stuff like that and then there's like uh speakers wired through the entire house that i'm still trying to figure out how to work because this stuff's from like the the 90s and then actually like found the guy who set up the original sound system there just by like a there was like an old piece of paper of a quote from literally 20 years ago yeah. <laughs> in the in the garage so i was like i'm just text this guy's number see if it's if it exists and sure enough, I got a, a reply back. 
And he's like, yeah, the guy uh, who owned the property before you, he was a very interesting person. In fact, there was a pool table uh, set up right as soon as you walked in the door when this guy owned it. So it turns out like the guy hosted wild parties all the time. The two neighbors be between us, uh, sorry, the, the two neighbors on the left and right side of us, they, yeah. they've owned the houses for like 20 years. So I was like, well, that's good news because um, if he's hosting wild parties, that they're probably going to be okay with our parties because, yeah. you know, we're not going to do anything too, too crazy, but we wanted to have fun and host cool events. If, if you don't, if this isn't, if this is too personal, just let me know, but like, what kind of price point are we talking? Half million, a million, two million, 10 million. Like what are these kind of for something like this? When I started investing in the U.S., I did it by myself and had to go through the growing pains of doing that. GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. A 12-week coaching program done one hour per week over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. Classes are kept to five people to be able to answer everyone's questions. Shortcut the process. Make fewer mistakes. Curriculum available at GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. Yeah, so this property was offered at 1.6 million so a good chunk of change um but also keep in mind like it is on the canal and it's pretty comparable price point to all the other properties in the market yep. however it's not set up for most people looking to buy a property in florida because who wants you know basically a 1500 square foot room for events not many people but I realized it was on the market for over a hundred days, which I, some, some people might be like, that's not a lot of time, but in South Florida, yeah, um, in 2021, you know, things are selling really fast. People like aren't even like, buying properties say unseen, uh, which we did for this, but actually technically we're not even technically the owners of it yet. So I, we asked to do a rent to own. Nice. And we got in for under 3% down yeah. and we got to basically, you know, live in the property, do whatever we wanted to the property as if we lived there and get a proof of concept. So now uh, coming into the end of the year, we'll be able to actually officially close on this property with confidence, uh, you know, get a mortgage together, do all that stuff. But for us, it was like, again, like our biggest expenses we're paying other airbnb hosts and uh event spaces so we figured at least if we got in at this property we're going to be spending you know comparable amount each month and then it gives us a chance to create a proof of concept now we love the house and i was just on the phone with that music producer i was talking about and we're creating like a strategic partnership to turn this house into the perfect so he can fly down, bring his clients there, rent it out, and he can just show up and all the gear is already in there. And keep in mind, like it's only about eight to ten thousand dollars to get the professional music gear he needs, which sounds like a lot, but there's some microphones that you can buy that are like 15 grand. So yep. he's actually pretty reasonable and it's all industry standard stuff. And uh, yeah, he'll he'll basically be able to send all his friends, all his colleagues, uh, rent it out all the time, and really build a unique relationship with a higher clientele. So 
uh, that's our plan for this property. And then from there, we're going to look in like markets like LA to set up the next one, or even see if there's some people who already have a cool property yeah. that wants us to, you know, spend a little bit of money, set up a studio and send our clientele and kind of create like Airbnb for music professionals. I love it. I love the niche. That's, that's my thing. Niche, niche down, get a, be like the guy for a specific thing. I love it. Um, if you don't mind for your rent to own, are you doing a land contract or a lease option? Uh, that's a good question. I'd have to ask my partner more on that. So, uh, like that I said, like a lease option, like you're doing a, just your renter to have an, uh, an option contract to buy. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure that is. And one thing to know about this is like, I'm not like the smartest, sharpest real estate investor out there. I'm the guy who finds something cool yeah. and then has people connected to me to make sure that cool idea actually makes sense. So like I said, my, my girlfriend, she's been investing for years um, and she owns over 10 companies herself. So when it comes to the numbers and negotiating, uh, she really took care of that. I also do have a real estate mentor who I, he has over 30 years of experience. So when it comes to certain things, I don't, I don't even care to be the expert, to be honest. It's just like, mm-hmm. let's ask a, another expert on that. Oh, yeah. You, you mentioned way back that, you know, like it's really busy in the winter, right? Because that's when Florida is uh, hopping. Um, what do you do in the summer? Like, what's your strategy for this place? You said you had a strategy for the summer. Yeah. So kind of leaning more into building those strategic partnerships. So, you know, on the phone yesterday, we're like, okay, can you send me a list of everything you need? And, you know, if we can get this done by July, like, do you guys want to rent it for July? So um, kind of finding, you know, just like, really niching into our clientele because they can't find these properties on Airbnb, right? So and they, they've already stayed at the property before and they, they loved it. There's just a couple things where it could take it from, you know, just to the next level. Yeah. Then um, also looking for people to also rent our space for events. So uh, that's the cool thing about this space is even though the you know, the tourist market slows down in Florida and you won't be able to get that thousand dollar a night price yeah. um, in, in the winter. Well, it still makes a great event rental. So people are always inquiring like, hey, can I host my wedding party here? Can I host a dinner here? Um, sometimes it's like, oh, you know what? We're, you know, not, well, we, we did like lower the price a bit. as well and get bookings that way but sometimes i just reach out to my friends and people in my network and say like hey should we host like a like a mastermind day here um so i think it's important to note when it's a vacation rental it's not really a real estate stand it's not your typical real estate business it's more a hospitality business so now we're also kind of like an event rental business and you can, if you find the right property, you can, you don't have to just rely on tourism and other, uh, just like Airbnb yeah. platforms. And, and also like, I'm, I'm just assuming, but I might be off base here, but you, uh, 
you could you could be renting this off of Airbnb too. So you could save the the fees of paying Airbnb the money, right? If you're dealing direct with, uh, you've built your own short-term business and you're not relying on tourists, right? So you, by niching down, you can save yourself and actually move your ROI even up higher. Yeah, exactly. We're actually working on building a direct booking site. Yeah. Um, it's going to be called Villa and it's going to look and operate similar to Airbnb but it's going to host our properties and yep. other people's properties that want to work with our specific clientele. So mm -hmm. what I also find is um, setting up this, these properties to attract like music producers. Uh, it, we like, it's not just about like music equipment. It's about, you know, is the furniture, is the space inspiring? So it also attracts people who are like creatives and artists and, uh, remote teams as well because it's a big space so really yeah. just kind of like using my passion for music as like the, the focal point but it'll attract other people who can who would need a space that size and then the thing about florida too is like we're, we're already booked for like christmas someone already you know booked for nine days at that that high premium price so it's it's like you know six months gonna be really easy um and then the other six months like we kind of had to get creative but because we had to get creative we came up with that great idea like well let's really lean into who who i am which is a music guy and attract those other people and then make those strategic connections because i was talking to him uh the, my music producer contact he's like yeah they're just like we go on airbnb all the time and we just we don't find anything like this so if you can create this then we're going to use it but everybody else is going to want to use it too yeah no, that's awesome um and back at the very start of the interview you're talking about some of your like you know looking for favorite places to invest and you, know, you mentioned la and you're talking about like fort lauderdale area what were like some of the places other places because i know you know just from our brief conversation before we started this podcast i I know you're not sitting in Florida right now. Right. So currently I'm in Costa Rica and I'm still working on getting a longer term visa in the States. So I, I do have to hop around a little bit. As a Canadian, I do get six months uh, to, to travel in the States. Um, but right now I'm working on getting what's called the E2 visa. And that could be a conversation for a, another day, maybe there. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm in Costa Rica right now, uh, San Jose specifically, and finding some really cool apartment buildings here that the numbers actually look really good and it's at a cheaper price point. So I know like the market, even in the, the States, it's, it is like, you know, we say like for Canadians, it's like, well, invest in the States, you'll find better deals. But right now it's even hard uh, to find really good deals in the States too. Could yeah. change soon. Um, but now this in Costa Rica, typically lower price point, and they see a, a good demand of tourism uh, all around, pretty much all season long. Yeah. Um, and especially in San Jose, there's, you know, lots of people, it's the main city, yeah. biggest city here as well. So I found like a cool building. It's Alice in Wonderland themed. Interesting. So you go into like the co-working space and there's a giant gold gorilla 
uh, just in the middle, but really comfortable workstations too. And then you go over to this thing, that's a picture, but it's actually a secret door. And then there's like a party room with a thousand just like twinkle lights hanging from the ceiling. Just really cool that you wouldn't see elsewhere. So I've been enjoying looking at those properties here. Of course, some by the beach, um, some like cool properties of like cool like mountain view. So I would say Costa Rica. Um, I kind of came here just on accident because my friends were down here yeah. and my my visa was up, so I had to leave the States. And I was like, oh, might as well go hang out with my friends for a bit. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is like, if I'm looking for an inspiring rental, this would be a great spot to look for one. And then some of my friends uh, back in Canada, they actually invest here too. So just kind of seeing some of the deals that they look for, I'm like, numbers look good and it looks like a lot of fun too. So I'd say Costa Rica would be um, definitely one of my favorite spots. LA and California isn't, to be honest, because okay. I think for a lot of Canadians, a big benefit, and th this is more for my Canadians out there, it's like, if you go into a market like Texas or Florida, they're gonna treat you much better than they do up in Canada. Uh, so they're much more investor friendly, but if you go into California, you're basically, it, it is a bigger market in my opinion than, than Canada. Um, you know, if you spend a million dollars in a house in LA, it's better than spending a million dollars in a house in Barrie in, for, in my mind, cause you know, LA is one of the biggest cities in, in the world. Yeah. And, uh, so I think it makes more sense that way, but I, you know, you're going to see a lot more taxes and the government will have a lot more say it and, and, you know, tell you more what to do with that property. Um, you know, the problems you see in Ontario, people, you know, basically becoming squatters on property and not paying rent. And it's really hard for them to get kicked out. And you have to go through this big process to get someone removed. I think you'll see a similar process in LA. Whereas if you're in a market like Atlanta, where my mentor really likes to invest, yep. someone stops paying, they can get them out in a week. And if you're a new investor, like and it's your first property and someone stops paying for 12 months, like you could be, it could sink you. Not good, but if you did that in Atlanta and you could get them out in a week, then you, you're gonna be fine, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so LA is more like strategic for, um what we're trying to do so if we're trying to attract music professionals yeah well we kind of have to get a place in la and then we can funnel them to our other properties yeah. that being said there there are some some people that i do know who have invested in la um california gotten some good results another favorite market yeah is austin texas hard to get into a lot of the numbers on those properties aren't going to work but if you can find the right one um, I think after the last two years, it's appreciated about 40% year after year. Yep. Um, and it's just a fun city. Like I love comedy. I love music. And any day of the week, there's like five different comedy shows and like five different music shows going on. So for me, I like that market. Probably a market that works better in, in Texas would probably be Houston. Uh, but I do know a lot of people are moving there as well so some of the the numbers aren't as good as they used to be yep. but there's tons of inventory so if you're like a wholesaler 
could be a good market for you. Um, I would also say I do like Florida, but I keep hearing good things about Tennessee. I think okay. so. We one of uh, my mentors' other students, uh, he started learning wholesaling, and within his first month, he got like six deals out of Knoxville, Tennessee, which was pretty crazy. And like the 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 guy was incredible, like very good at what he's doing. He learned very quickly, but yeah, I'm seeing like a lot of people say that's a really good market. Um, I haven't done any of my own due diligence, but that could be could be a good one. One market I would say away from that I, I did look into is is a kind of like the Playa de Carmen, Cancun markets in, in Tulum. I I did like I hate to say it because I love uh, that country, but I think real estate investing for most people is like you want to keep your money safe and make something from it. And there's just so many different variables in Mexico that I believe could really not keep your money safe. Like I've heard just stories that you don't even know if they're true, but you're like, I've never heard this same story in Canada or the States. And one was like, like just some dude put like a bunch of money in a bank account in a credible bank in Mexico and it just disappeared. It's like, well, I don't want to deal with stuff like that. And then there's, other other things to be concerned about but it just seems more like a a wild card versus like something i'm going to keep for 20 years and be really happy with yeah sam this is a lot this is awesome um people were uh, interested in your renting platform or to rent your properties how do they uh, how do they track you down and get a hold of you honestly the best way would be to uh, reach out to me just on facebook or Instagram, I really like talking to people one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, we're gonna build out like a cool platform and some cool stuff, but I'd rather you just reach out to me personally. So uh, you can find me on Facebook at Samuel Young. Just add me as, as a friend yep. uh, and just say, hey, you know, I saw you from Glenn's podcast, what's up? Or you can uh, reach out to me on Instagram at Samuel underscore Young 77 and and yeah, I'm more, more of a guy who you could just reach out to and talk to. And that's just kind of my style for now. But we'll have like some cool stuff that like the Villa platform builds probably by the next couple months here as well. Awesome. Love it. Thank you for coming on the show. And uh, I really appreciate all your time. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Glenn. It's, it's been a lot of fun. And maybe we can do this again sometime soon.